Hi. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you? Uh, yeah, all right, yeah. Yeah, not bad. I'm cold. What? Um, you got a cold? I'm cold. Oh, right. Why don't you put a heating on? Too tight. I, uh, yeah, I put it on about 10, I reckon. Yeah, I'm not prepared to pay for it. How much money you got in your bank? Fucking loads. <laughs> Why don't you put the heat on? <laughs> no, I can't believe I said that. I just, my brain immediately went, oh, that's going out. Just put uh, the heat on. I'm really tight. I am it's tight. It's bizarre. If you have got fucking loads, it's <laughs> mental that you sit in the cold. That's an illness. I haven't got that's loads. An illness. <laughs> that's an illness. Uh, I've got a real problem with spending money, I think. Well, no, not on, my, on myself, I think. I don't know why. I just think it's... I'm always saving for a rainy you're day. Like, you're getting old. Like, just put the heating on. You're going to be dead soon. Yeah, I do think about that as well sometimes. I think, why am I... Why am I... What are you saving it for? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think I, I, think I get, get a weird sense of pleasure going. I'll probably save myself four quid today. Of being cold. <laughs> but then if so, if Petra says, should I put the heating on? I'll go, yeah, go on then, yeah. But it's just me, mate. Oh, that's good of you. No, no. <laughs> In the depths of winter. <laughs> yeah, go on, babe. I don't mean Do I've like, like I don't mean I've like got a, like a lock on it or anything. I mean, <laughs> I won't stop anyone else having the heating on. But I'm just saying. So you've literally, to... the heating is not on in your no. house? No. Fucking hell, that's mad. That's mad. <laughs> I'm cold, yeah. <laughs> All right, I might put it on. No, I'm not going to put it on. Because I imagine, like, what you earn at Countdown pays for the heating for the next three years, just the one panel show appearance. <laughs> <laughs> when you say it like that, I'm like... <laughs> just put it on. You might get fucking cancer in two years. And you go, all those years I sat in the cold. I'll probably, if I, I do, I'm not going to worry about the pissing cold. <laughs> what? I said, if something bad happens, I'm probably not going to be thinking about the cold. Yeah, but you go, why didn't I just chill out and put the fucking heating on to 16 I doubt, degrees? I don't know if I will. <laughs> Even, Who I'm else probably, is tight in your... Just I know me. what you mean because I. I'm not yeah. tight. That's what because yeah, I, I spent. I'm tight. I'm tight on myself. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, yeah, you are actually because you'll buy a drink and stuff. And yeah, you are. You're on your. Why are you on yourself? <laughs> yeah, Celebrate <I'm> not... <laughs> yourself. <laughs> it's like I'm harsh on myself. I'm happy to spend. Oh, exactly. Oh, no. You buy presents and hey, come on. <laughs> I can buy presents for nice myself. Clothes. Put the heating on. I can't buy a nice clothes. I, I can't do that. That seems a lot. That seems like a waste of money when you can. Um, anyway, I'm going to yeah. go and put the heating on. Hold on. Uh, are you? Yeah. I'm turning mine off. It's sort of annoying me, though. <laughs> uh. Okay, so. As we're talking to Dave, my room will heat up. I'm right next to the radiator. I've been well. really... Um, cold? 
No, this year I've just been put the fucking heating on. Like probably the worst year to put to say put the heating. I know because all the um, what suits are going up on there. But you know, I'm like I'm not sitting in the cold. I'm nearly fucking dead anyway. At least have heat in my life. <laughs> I literally sit in the cold all day, and if Fitch comes in, she go bang the heat, and I'll go yeah, go on in. And I'll and then I, the bit of me will go. Oh, I should have done that earlier. Been a bit fed up. Yeah. I love having the heating. Well, on. I get, I get not having the heating on if you're absolutely skint. Yeah, but you're no. like a Channel Four regular. Yeah, how many other people have been on <laughs> Bake Off just sitting in the cold <laughs> in their in their bungalow? <laughs> how many people? There's a, there's a there's a quiz question. I none. <laughs> Imagine that's a quiz no one on Celebrity Bake Off. <laughs> Sits in the cold. Okay, Jeremy Pack. Uh, the ones I did it with, Jeremy Pack said no. No. Um, Toff from Made in Chelsea, definitely not. No. And uh, Sally Lindsay, I doubt, does. <laughs> she does. <laughs> but out of the three, she's most likely to not have eaten on as much as the other two. <laughs> <laughs> How do we find out... <laughs> Who has been on Bake Off? Doesn't put the heat on. God. Is that something you can put on Twitter? Oh. Anyway. Um, we got Dave, Comedy Dave coming on. Uh, yeah, yeah, we have. Um, this, from, this is, the, from the old Chris Moyle show. This is big for us. This is... I was thinking... Oh, this is honestly so exciting. This... I was thinking about... I was thinking about why we're having them on, and I was thinking about you. You talk about how you you were on the golf course listening to them, and mm. me and my best mate Simon Cockfield were flipping obsessed. We just wanted to be. We just wanted to be in that room with them, oh, giggling. I, was, I sort of just want to talk about wanting to be in the gang for an hour. I, don't <laughs> yeah. want, I just want Dave to, yeah, it's, to uh, truly understand. Yeah, what so do I. Was I. Going through, <laughs> I do. I just, I was, uh, I was utterly rudderless around that time, and a lot of my focus was on what and what it might be like to be part of that. I just thought, yeah. Oh, that's not fair. They've got like their yeah, best mates. Just... Are, their best mates are DJ, and they've got them on, and they just have a laugh. Yeah. And I was really jealous of comedy day. I thought he'd just be given all this and hadn't done any work. <laughs> it's really unfair. Now I was as well. I was like, oh, why didn't my mate? Yeah, not... uh, Chris Evans used to have some. Was he called John? Not John. Will. No, Will. No, it's him. But on oh. his radio show, he had this girl, like this Greek girl. And this, and then this guy who's sort of forty odd, and was like, oh, "What's he bringing to the table?" <laughs> I could bring that little to the table, and also I wouldn't have been able to do <laughs> no. that job. I just sort of sat there in silence. <laughs> <laughs> silence, Dave. <laughs> Whispering, David Earl. <laughs> Nervy, Dave. <laughs> Anything to say this week, David? No. Oh, God. Hopefully, Nervy Dave will come back for other episodes of this. The thing is, this one, because I really want Comedy Dave. I really want Dave. Can we call him Comedy Dave? No, no. no. I really want him to understand, but. I want to text Simon. It's like someone coming to me now and go, I wish I was part of the Chatterbix gang. (laughs) 
are you talking about? Get a life. Oh my god. I'd love it. I'd love it if someone was fantasizing. They sit in the warm. Well, I don't. No. Beautiful. Little bit of business. That's called a little bit of business. <laughs> that's that's why I'm on. That's why I'm on chat. <laughs> and you're not, listener, Mister Cold. <laughs> Keep delivering your logs, whatever you do. Is it cold where you are? <laughs> God, this hasn't just happened. <laughs> this has not just happened. We've oh, grafted it. It wasn't really. <laughs> I'm so excited. So oh, Dave's here. Yeah. Oh, my, so oh, now my headphones are buggered up. Oh, really? Oh, shit. I can hear you. Well, it's not... Yeah, headphones are about me listening, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of the mic. <laughs> After oh, 200 yeah. episodes. Oh, I can't hear Dave. Can't Can you hear me? Hey! Yes. Hey! Oh. Hi, Dave. Hello. Hello. How, How are, are you? you? I'm nervous. Yeah, Why? we are proper nervous. <laughs> Why? I'm, I'm oh, nervous. Oh, where do we start? Yeah, but listen, but you're people that I watch on the telly. And, oh, and, sorry about that. Well, no, but it's, you know, I watch you people, and then you ask me to come on here, and I'm like... Do you know what? Even your voice is making yeah. me speak a bit. I know. I've just reverted to 24-year-old me being, <laughs> being grumpy. What? That was my job. <laughs> um, oh, thanks so much yeah. for coming on, Dave. Oh, thank you for having me. We were just talking uh, about why we used to be obsessed with you. Yeah, we, we, we sort of want to get you to understand how jealous we were of you. It was the best job in the world. We was, honestly... We had a couple of the shit. sort of unhealthily <laughs> jealous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we sort of opened up a little bit earlier about how we, yeah, struggled because we wanted to be where you were, in the warm. <laughs> so the much, warm. It, it was So much of it was having... Sorry, we're just cracking Jumped on, in, sorry. How are yeah. you? Anyway, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Just got stuff to go. Yeah, yeah I've just got to say this before I lose my nerve. <laughs> yeah, how are you? Yeah. Very good, thank you. I'm very good. But no, it's weird like you say about wanting to be there because that was exactly how I felt because in, in as much as I used to listen to Chris Evans' show and they had all the yeah. team there and I yeah. love that. Yeah. And I was I was driving to work and I was stuck in traffic at the same point on that road oh, God, for yeah. the bridge, you know, doing what everybody does. And then this show was on and there was Justin and Jamie and Holly Hot Lips and yeah. Dan. Holly Hot Lips. Remember? Yes. Oh yeah. my God, yes. And I, and I used to listen to it and I thought, God, I'd love to do this. This would be the best job in the world. Wow. Um, and then genuinely never in my wildest dreams did I think that I'd A, get to Radio 1 or, or Radio Anything and then to actually be one of them on a show like that. What were you it's doing? Mind blowing. Yeah. What was? What was yeah. What was your job? Why we? Yeah. What, what was your I, crap job? Are you? Um, I. <laughs> I was working at the time for a marketing agency, uh, which was a job straight out of college that my cousin got me. 
So I left college in 95 and then I got a job with my cousin Colette for a little bit, just doing general office admin. Um, and it was then that I was driving to work, you know, and sort of mm. wearing an ill-fitting suit from the <laughs> 90s, you know, with probably with flex in the, in, the, in the trousers. Yeah. Yeah. And the highlight of my day was, was listening to the radio and listening to Chris Evans, which yeah. bizarrely, by the way, they only did 18 months on that show. Did they? Did they? You know, you think about that as being yeah. one of the real milestones yeah, yeah. In, in Radio 1 history, or I do at least. And, yeah, then, yeah, um, and then you look at it and you kind of go, they only did 18 months, which is nothing. But it, yeah. was, it was important, wasn't it? It was. So you, so you, so, so what, how, how did you get to be in that studio? Yeah, in the walls. And, and how long did that take? Yeah, so what, what was your next step? How did you go, right, because so we just happened? stayed in the car. We didn't yeah. get out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just sort of thought, still in the car. Yeah, we just sat there going, "Wouldn't it be great?" And then just sat on our hands. Yeah. Um, um, what happened was, I did a I did a course at college in radio production right, and business helps. management. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. do you know what you say that it it, it should have done in theory, but the problem was that at the time these colleges and universities were chucking out tens of thousands of people with media studies degrees and radio degrees and whatever and everybody's then sort of coming straight out of the the door of university all heading to their local radio station and i still have a file in my mum's loft um which has got a rejection letter from pretty much every commercial oh, radio wow. station in the country because i wrote off this you know the same copy paste dear sir or madam or who or i'd find out the name and this excitable 21 year old i, I want to come and work for you and and right, there's a dave thing. can i jump in it yeah where did you get the, the <laughs> confidence because i my confidence was shattered at 21 and i felt i just couldn't approach anyone so i just really to, yeah i just can't imagine being 21 and going i want to work for you you need me what were you applying for what was what was the sort of role? sort of anything anything well, just really. foot in the door stuff like yeah, yeah, i'll yeah, basically yeah, absolutely. Shred, the, shred the letters or whatever i'll come and do work experience for you right. i'll come and make the tea for you i'll come and do whatever for but you but with the I, aim to get on you know be a voice on the radio no no no, see, that's, no just that's work in anything basically. yeah I, I i never wanted to be on right. the radio I, all i wanted to do was write to be honest with you the only oh, thing okay. that actually the only thing that i ever had any confidence in terms of my own ability was writing um and and to be honest with you still still to this day 20 odd years on is that i think that my writing is probably my 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 best asset i suppose and that's all i wanted to do i just wanted to be in a situation where I had an outlet to to write for somebody else, you know, right. whoever that might might be, and that was that was the that was the intention. So I, I sent off all these letters. I've got this file full of the same letter, basically. And after a while, all you all you do is you scan the second or the third line, and in the middle you've got the word "unfortunately," and that's all you have, <laughs> that's all you have to look for. Oh, so they, while, they they reject you on line four, do they? So they line go, two or thank, three. Thank yeah. you for your wonderful letter, blah blah blah. But right. But after a while, you you just you see this letter, oh and, and the God, only difference is essentially a different letterhead in the corner. Wow. And you and you look at it and you actually don't see any other <coughs> words on there except for the one that says unfortunately and then you just file it. And I've still I've still got them. Anyway, so that didn't work out. And then I was working for for my cousin Colette in this marketing company and then a friend of my mum and dad's who worked for the BBC at the time 
had seen an article in the local paper in Reading, and my mum and dad lived not far from Reading, and it was a job that it basically it referenced Chris Evans at the time, and it said something like, "Do you know your ginger loans from your?" Holly Hot. It wasn't that because that doesn't make any sense. But it's it was like two Chris Evans show references, if you like. Yeah. Um, and it was a bit like, come and work for us. And so I applied for this job and I got this job. And it was an apps, it was for the BBC, which was brilliant to join this corporation. Mm. But it was an absolute monkey's job in terms of what it was basically listening to Radio One on high speed all day and picking out the adverts so that I could then do data input stuff for music copyright if that makes any sense so in other words all of all all of the music that gets played on the radio has to be paid for and therefore if you have a trailer for nicky campbell's show at the time or mark goodyear's show or whatever it was that has three seconds of oasis and four seconds of supergrass or whatever and this has all got to be logged and somebody this was before the days of it all being Mm. you know online and somebody had to do it so that was my job which was mind-numbing, um, but I did it at this place called the BBC Monitoring Centre, which is just outside Reading, which is a mad place, by the way. It's, it's like something, it's used a lot during times of, of war and conflict, and ironically, at the time at which we record this, with all that's going yeah, on yeah, in Russia yeah. and the Ukraine, it's probably very active. And it's basically this big old, it's like something out of James Bond, it's this big old stately home. And inside, you've got all these different divisions of people all listening to radio and watching TV from around the world. So you've got, you know, you've got the Iranian department and you've got the Iraqi department and you've got the Ukraines and and they're basically monitoring all of the output and will be at the moment, no doubt, if I'm not giving anything away. And then this is sort of all government intelligence, right? What? I, I probably broke so several secrets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so, but, <laughs> but weirdly, within this building, up on the top balcony, there was this little room that had no relevance to anything important whatsoever, which is where me and this other girl sat. And we used to listen to Radio One on high speed and and do this data it's input. And I it is, it is a weird job, but it was working for the Beeb, and it was also very loosely working for Radio One. So I joined there for nine thousand pounds in. 1996 i think it was beginning of 96 wow and i was at the golf course 96 i was on 10 okay well so we were we're similar similar (laughs) i I was was a little bit better i was at at mill bank bank tower and i was being paid weekly Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> so I so I did so I did that, and the 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 general aim was the fact that I thought, well, I might get to meet somebody at proper Radio One. That was yeah. the. So that did was you the feel idea. you had your foot in the door? Then you felt like uh, sort I of. I felt I had a BBC pass, and I thought, well, that's that's that looks that's good yeah. at the age of whatever I was, twenty one, twenty two, and so I wanted to meet people at actual Radio One, and and in doing in doing these reports i did because i sort of invited myself up and sort of said oh can i come and meet the person that i'm emailing and whatever and got the tour around and and anyway it had its objective because then there was a job came up later on that year in about the october or the november which i i went for and i didn't get i got down to the last two and i didn't get it and i was gutted and then off i went back to the monitoring center in reading and then about a month later another job came up for what they call a tech op which is basically sitting in the studio doing knobs and buttons and, and, and whatnot. And so I applied for that. And because I just had this BBC interview for another job and got through it, they sort of said, oh, we've, we've, we've spoken to you weeks ago, so we don't need to do all that. 
bollocks right. again. So you've got the job. Oh. And I literally moved from, from Reading to, to London in an overnight. It was like I finished one day on a Wednesday and I start the next day on a Thursday. And my job was to basically look after anything that came from outside of the building at Radio 1 and anything that was pre-recorded. So, for example, Mark and Large Show was the first thing oh, that I worked yeah, on, right, right. which was brilliant, right? Yeah. So I started working nights. Oh, so they were on 10 oh, to 12. Now you must from... feel like you're in there. Yeah, yeah absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Now, yeah. my job was a really simple one on the whole grand scheme of things because they were in Manchester, and when they said whatever, here's Carolyn Atkinson with the news, it's 10.30. I was the one that had to move one yeah. fader up and the other fader down and then yeah. sit there and then wait until she kind of goes, Radio 1 Newsweek, more in an hour, and then put it back up again. I love, that, I love, stress, that would stress me out. Yeah, I, I love the fact I mean, that all your jobs are now automated. <laughs> like nothing you did. I've been com- completely <laughs> redundant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, so, so I did that. And then, as I say, playing out things like The Essential Mix from, from Pete Tong, which oh. was on tape, and Collins and McConey, do you remember that? Yeah, used to yeah. Do a show oh. in the evening, and I used to get literally the little the little dat tape and used to put it in the machine and then and then as i say when a jingle finished i'd press rec- uh, press play rather did, on, on this thing did that feel like because i'm just thinking imagine that i i think it would have taken me a long time not to get over the fact that i'd just made it go from manchester to yeah like, you know what i mean oh, i'll like, be giving it the and, big one in the and, pub and like now three million people have heard the thing yeah. i've changed it was, oh. it was, it was, it was scary. And, and especially, yeah. in, and you, you realize that responsibility in those days you used to be able to smoke in Radio 1 and there was a little smoking room God on the ground me. floor <laughs> where you could actually see into the studio. So if something was on, what he sounds cool. If, if something was, was, was on tape and you're thinking, do you know what? There's nothing happening now. Literally, I've just got to sit here for the next hour. So as long as I can hear that everything's fine, that's good. So I'd go next door into the kitchen and I go in there for a fag and I could, I could see through if there's any issues, right? So then I'm in there and for the length of a fag, what, six or seven minutes. And then halfway through, it all just goes, it, the radio's still on, but it all just goes really quiet, like half volume. I'm thinking, shit, what's what? that? What's going on? <laughs> so, so I look. <laughs> the cleaner's gone into the studio, which I'm supposed to be looking after, and he's basically dusting down the mixing <laughs> And he's not, not the master first fader, day, which, is, which, which, is, <laughs> which has gone down. She's completely oblivious because she yeah. doesn't know, understandably, that that happens to be powering all the radio on. So then I go legging back in, and at that point, you sort of realise that actually, you know you you've got a lot of power in in your hands but um yeah, but two, yeah it was it was two that million was what people I did. turning up the radio but the, the yeah. one the, the one that was really scary was when where, where that job got really real was was when um there was things like glastonbury and anything from outside of the building so you've got you know john peel and joe wiley and glastonbury up to their knees in mud and when you're trying to broadcast with electric cables and and seas of water a lot of stuff goes wrong so oh, yeah. my job's to sit there and basically if there's silence for any more than about three or four seconds i've got to play something so i've got music on standby and so i've got to go there because there's an emergency tape that kicks in after 10 seconds so the idea is that i've got to try and beat that so I sit there and you know what it's like, even when you, especially now when you, you know, there's stuff on online and sometimes things can go for a couple of seconds. Mm. So I'm thinking, well, has it just gone? Is it going to come back again? So you sit there and it's gone and you kind of go, I'm <laughs> still not back. And you're looking four seconds, five seconds, I'm really stressed. six seconds. 
And I was thinking, oh. and, and, <laughs> and at that point, I sort of pressed the CD and Ocean Colour Scene will come on or something like that. And then suddenly there's all these frantic phone calls between the broadcast duty manager in Broadcasting House, who's like, I've never been in there, but I imagine it's a sort of Dr. Evil sort of mm. control tower. And then he's on the phone saying, I've got Glastonbury on the phone. I've got the engineers on there. What's going on and whatever. And they're going, we got Joe Wiley back up. And, and so I kind of go, right, well, there's two minutes 42 on this record. So oh, tell out. Joe Wiley the ocean color scene, the day we caught the train is going to finish. <laughs> and then she'll poke up the back of that. And then off we go, you know, yeah. but then by the same token, there'll be other ones where the line might be down for 20 minutes, you know, and, and I've just got to play CD. I can't, say anything. Again. <laughs> I can't say anything. No. Oh, right, right. It's not, it's, not, it's, I can't, it's not even like I can yeah. sort of go, oh. hello, everything's gone wrong. I can't say anything. So all I am is, is a pair of hands and ears. So I just have to keep playing music and maybe put a jingle or a, put a, an advert in between just to break it up and just yeah. desperately hope that it comes back soon. But I mean, are you stressed in this moment? Or are yeah. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. big time. It's, it's yeah. funny that <laughs> <laughs> if you analyse yeah. it, what's the worst? Yeah. I know it's like, I know in that job, you get everything's really stressed and you go, oh, radio went quiet for a couple of minutes yesterday. But I know, but it's easy to say, but the, I would, obviously, I would be fooled over. It's, it's stressful. It's stressful. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, and I, I did... I, I did famously take Simon May off the air for 20 minutes, which, which is, is something oh, that, that does come back to me, no, which was a, terrible. At I know. I wasn't, I wasn't like awful at this job. Did you not read the menu? I, here's the thing is that I had no technical, um, uh, no technical training or no. experience whatsoever. No. Um, it just happened to be a foot in the door. And I thought, well, I'll do that. You know, I, I could have been an HR assistant or anything. Yep. I wouldn't have cared. I just wanted to get in the building. When you were doing that job, were you actually meeting some of the broadcasters? Yeah. Did you yeah. bump into them? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. it was, um, yeah, I remember the, the first day in the actual building and I sort of walked in and I was really nervous and I thought, God, because I listen to Radio 1 all the time and these are all massive names, you know, mm. and we're talking about, as I say, Chris Evans was on Breakfast at the time. Uh, we've got Nikki Campbell. We've got Lisa Ianson. We've got Mark Goodyear. God, we've got yeah. Simon Mayo. We've got all yeah. sorts of people. So one of my first jobs on day one was to take this little mini disc down to the studio and the mini disc had the trails on that the DJs had to play advertising the next people's shows. And again, before it was all on, on computer like it is now. And so my job was to take the, take the disc down and they used to have one for the morning and one for the afternoon. So this was lunchtime. I had to go and swap over the AM one for the PM one. And so I wait outside the studio and, and Nikki Campbell's on the air and there's a red light um, above the door when somebody's talking. So I'm nervously sort of waiting outside, outside and it kind of seems to take forever. And, and the longer I'm stood outside, the more nervous I'm getting. And anyway, the light goes off and I sort of peer through the window and gingerly walk in and I'm a bit like, oh, Mr. Campbell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, here's, 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 your, here's your mini disc. And, and so he took the mini disc off me and he put it in the machine and I sort of, I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know whether I just walked out or whether I Curtsy. waited. Yeah. <laughs> or do I do I wait to get a thumbs up? I don't. I don't know. I've never done this before. So, Nikki Campbell <laughs> thumbs. We're all waiting for a Nikki Campbell thumbs up. So, <laughs> so I stand there, and he puts the, the the thing in the machine, and and he sort of scrolls through all the different tracks. And then he presses eject, and he kind of goes, "It's the wrong fucking disc," and throws it at me. What? Right? Oh. At which point I duck. 
And this mini disc hits the, the studio window behind me. So I think I'm terrified. I think I don't know what to do. This is literally my first exposure. Oh, and wow. and um, unfortunately, the, the producer at the time, um, who was unusual to a lot of producers who ordinarily would have just put their head down and kind of cowered, you know, and, and he sort of said, Nicky, it's his first fucking day, leave him alone, whatever like oh, this, you know, no, but, which was great, you know, and, yeah, and something. Yeah. And so I, 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 sorry, Mr. Campbell. so I picked up the offending mini disc <laughs> and I went upstairs and anyway, swapped it for, for a better one. And then I think I got somebody else to, to, to go in with it, but it's a, it's one of those things where we talk, we ended up talking about this on the air loads of times and, and Nicky got quite, pissed off about it thinking well did i do that did i you know was yeah. i really like that anyway yeah. subsequently mm-hmm. we we we've now you know we now laughed and joked about if i run into him in the street or something he always says hello and whatever and i saw him in a cafe not long ago and he still laughs about that so it's sort of fine now but it was yeah. a it was a terrifying introduction into you know oh. day one and just yeah. thought oh that couldn't have gone any worse no you know? <laughs> so how, from from there to you sitting on the breakfast show. Yeah, no, yeah. What's, what's, the yeah, yeah. What's, what's the next? So I tell you, what's the next? So the break? route, yeah, the route the for that. So I, I was, I was in the studio doing all the, as I say, anything, anything that wasn't live, if you like, right? So anything for outside yeah. the building, anything that was on tape, and then Mark and Large. So I joined December '96. Mark and Large were doing uh, evenings at the time, and then they moved to breakfast. Because Chris Evans left in early '97, that to go to TV, wasn't it? He sort of, that's when he started oh, doing. Didn't he go he, to Virgin? I think he. I, I think it was a crossover. I can't remember. He was doing radio and TV because I remember. I think. I can't remember at what point he went to Virgin at the first time, but anyway, he he, yeah. he it was around. It was around. If it wasn't straight there, it was it was not long after. So he left, and they and they 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 put on Zoe Ball and Kevin Greening. Um, God bless his soul, Kevin Greening. He was a genius, by the way, and 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 much missed. Um, and so they put them on breakfast. And Mark and Lard were obviously. Fi- uh, oh no! So tell a line. So got it wrong. Chris Evans finished on breakfast. Then they yeah. put Mark and Lard on. Sorry, my fault. Oh, and they, then yeah. and then and then Zoe and Kevin took over after that. They right? didn't so do they- the breakfast for long, did they, Mark? No, no. no. Yeah, so this remember, sorry, yeah. this was this yeah. was the point. Yeah, I missed out a, a vital part in the story. Mm. So. Mark and Lard moved to breakfast, I think it was February 97, and I think they only did something like, I don't know, they, they, I, think, I think they did till about the September or the October, mm. something of that, but it wasn't long, it was, it was months. And anyway, in doing so, my job then went from sitting in the studio, picking my nose at night, to sitting in the studio, picking my nose early in the morning, um, because I had to be in to set up the studio and make sure the lines were okay, okay oh, and they could right. hear everything fine and blah, blah, blah. And they were starting at 6.30, so I had to come in at about half five, quarter six. Wow. And so in the, in the July, Moyles had been signed from Capital, and so he'd right. taken over early breakfast, so the show beforehand, yeah. Yeah. from Clive God Warren, who blimey. was doing it. And so, um, you know, there's, there's glass windows between the studios. So literally, I'd be sort of, I'd be sat in a bubble and, and Moyles and, and his producer and whatnot would be next door. So that was how we met, was the fact that 
we just, you know, we'd see each other every morning. And of course I'd come into an empty studio and turn the lights on and then everyone next door would kind of like look over and kind of go, Oh, look, Dave's in, you know, and, and, and as such, you, you know, you'd pop in the door and say, morning, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. How are you? And blah, 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 blah. You know, anyone want to brew and I go make a cup of tea or whatever it was, you know, and it's just part of that share. Yeah. It's a shared workspace yeah. essentially, isn't it? You know? And, and so that's how, how it long worked. before this were you yeah. sat in your car going to work, listening to radio one. Is this like a year? Uh, yeah, 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 about a year, about a year. So. so you're flying God, really? at this point. You're, well, you're, you're yeah, eighteen months, maybe. You're shifting up the ladder. You are. You yeah. don't know it, but you're on rung yeah. four. <laughs> I suppose so. I suppose <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so wow. yeah. So it was. It was. It was that. And 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 the nature of Moyles and the nature of the Moyles show was the fact that everybody was sort of an you know everybody was sort of part of the team in so yeah. much as anybody that was around from yeah. you know hubert who was a security guard yeah, he just get, included just everyone reference yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah. whoever the, the, oh, that's when i was my jealousy yeah i was like why am i not walking past and getting pulled in I, for a chat I could be Joe, the guy walks past him. Yeah, yeah, walking yeah. past Joe's here walking with past a little Joe. anecdote, and then my bit would grow, whatever. <laughs> and that was, that, was, that, was, that was kind of it, because I, I, would, I would pop in, and then sometimes I'd sort of pop in, and they'd sort of go, oh, come and sit down. And then I can't really remember exactly how it happened, but you start to become a very, very minor member of, of the team, oh. I suppose, just by, by association. So you, you got commented on in the... I the, suppose so, show. yeah. So you were sort of coming to go, oh, Dave's, Dave's here, he's, doing the, he's a producer on the next Yeah, show. what's oh. going on, Dave? Or what's the weather like yeah. outside there? I don't know, whatever. It could have been, it could have been anything. It was just, so just something. physically be in the room at this point? or Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, right. But, you know, sort of stood stood at the back of the... You know, what's... Hi, <laughs> morning. Does anybody want... You know? Oh, God, do you know what? I remember... Like, Dave, say hello. I rem- Hi. Do you know what? <laughs> do you know what I remember? I just remember the bit where he'd talk to someone and then they'd be off mic and then they'd yeah. come on mic. So it'd be yeah, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you'd go, hello. Like, and, then, and I'd be like... How are you? I'm fine, thank yeah, you very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. This is all flooding back. Yeah, it is. It was all this, all this nonsense. Yeah. So, so that, that was that was what happened and then i guess another turning point was so from from that that sort of i don't know stand in the doorway and and but say at, something at that point dave sorry did yeah you, were your mates starting to say i heard you mate on the radio on the no no not at that point because right. i guess because the only people that were listening was was so, yeah, long that, distance truck drivers and stuff because yeah, this is like don't forget this the, is off air at half six that's the graveyard shift in the nicest possible way yeah it's oh yeah it's of, the yeah, worst right. it's yeah. the worst shift in the world because yeah. it's worse than overnights actually because at least overnights is a late night and yeah. breakfast is an early start. An early breakfast is just this mad twilight yeah, zone where you? you get up at 2.30 in the morning, get to work at about half three, and you do the show from four till 6.30. And you've got to be up for it. That's mental. You've got yeah, to that is mental. So did Chris obviously have in mind, I want that breakfast slot, so I'll try yeah. and impress yeah. it. There. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was, yeah. That, was his, that was his goal. He'd worked his way up through commercial radio all around the country and had sort of slowly gravitated closer and closer to London, you know, and his, mm. his last port of call before Radio 1 was Capital in London, which I guess was the next most prestigious place to be yeah. at the time. How old was he at this point? He's the same age as me, so 22. Jeez. What? I mean, it was, it's, 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 cool. when you look back on it now, it's like, Jeez. it's proper young, you know, yeah, like proper crazy. kids. But, yeah. but, he'd been, but, but the thing was, he'd been doing it, for, he started when he was 15 or 16 unbelievable you know he was like greg james said the same he left university and 
this is what baffles us about yeah. young confidence. And, and we, you know, we, Greg is still, I mean, what's Greg now? Um, his early 30s or something yeah. or whatever. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, really, really young. So, so Miles was, was 22, 20, uh, 23, I think, when he joined Radio 1. And so we were really young. And as I say, I suppose the, 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 the bridge between standing in the door and sort of being, oh, or whatever, it was, was, there was one day where uh, Chris sort of said, oh, what are you doing later? And I said, oh, nothing really, I don't know. And he goes, you fancy a pint? And I was a bit like, yeah, why not? You know, because the thing was, we were working these weird, unsociable mm-hmm. hours where we didn't know that many people in London anyway, and those that we did were working a normal nine-to-five. So right. when you're people whose who's job you know, finishes at six in the morning or 10 o'clock in the morning, in my case, or whatever it was, you think, you've got the rest of the day to... I know. I to, used to, to think, just dick around yeah, yeah. with. You know, know that used to that really annoy me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it yeah. really did. So anyway, I'll come back to so that. We, we, yeah, we, we just, we'd go, we'd go to the pub um, as soon as it would open at sort of half 11 in the morning. And because we'd been waiting mm. for the pub to open for, for hours. And so we'd go there and we had a couple of beers and we started talking about different ideas. And, and I'd showed him a load of, radio ideas that I'd written when I was doing that really boring job, the first one, listening to Radio 1 on high speed. Yeah. And when I was doing this, or rather supposed to have been doing this, I would daydream about all sorts of different stuff. And I'd, I'd write these different sort of show ideas down. And I still kept them with a view to one day maybe being able to show them to somebody, you yeah. know, whoever that might be. And it, yeah. it certainly, they, they certainly weren't written with Moyles in mind. They were written yeah. with whoever in mind. Yeah. And so, um, anyway, I had these sort of folded up in my ass pocket and, and, and pulled them out and he had a look at them and he sort of chuckled over a, a pint at the bar and he liked them. And I think that was the point where he sort of thought we're, we're on this, on a similar yeah. sort of wavelength, yeah. you know, in the yeah, same yeah, way yeah. that you, you know, you two, obviously, whenever you first met, you, you, you would know very quickly that actually you're similar people. You're on a, right. you've got a similar yeah. sense, sense of humor and it might, yeah. might work. And indeed it does. So that was, that was that. Thanks, and then it, Yeah. <laughs> So so yeah, and, and and then he said, Oh, you know, come and come and work on the show and then I applied to work on the show and then I did and, and then Amazing. I I, when he said I work didn't, on the I show, what what did he mean? Just come on and but no, what, what did that, that mean? Was, like, it, you have to have a proper sort of position on. You, you can't you just come an on interview. and. Yeah. So, but he couldn't just go come on my show at this point. No, absolutely. Oh, he, right. he, he he couldn't just go. Oh, come and be a member. Yeah, of the team. yeah. That's what he, th- you needed to sort of. So I then had to go through another interview process to move from one BBC to decide to move from whatever the management department to the production department, which were run by different heads and blah blah blah, all within the same building, but but. Mm. It, different job right so then i had to apply for this and have another interview and blah 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 and so i was applying for a job as what they called a broadcast assistant so every radio team uh, in its simplicity was made up of a presenter a dj a producer and a broadcast assistant so broadcast assistant was the bottom of the pile or assistant producer if you want to look at it in a more optimistic way <laughs> but the job is to make tea answer the phones research the guests, book tax, you know, mm. anything, anything like that. Um, leaving the producer to basically concentrate on what's going out of the, of right. the transmitter. So I would, I started on early breakfast, getting up at half two in the morning and, and working with Moyles on there. 
and and would be answering the phones to literally to long distance lorry drivers yeah. at half three in the morning, seeing if they wanted to come on and play some you know quiz that we just made up <laughs> ten minutes earlier. Yeah. Um, and so you because going through callers and kind of going, you know, okay, right, Joe, yeah, I've got your number. Uh, we might give you a call back in a minute. Uh, line four, uh, David, hello, you know, and do yeah. this whole thing, and then try and work out having taken twenty calls or thirty calls or whatever it is, who the best two would be. Who, who sounds right, the most right. lively? Who's going to be the most entertaining? <laughs> and then you'd ring them back and you kind of go, right, we're going to put you on, Joe. Okay, right, right stay there. We'll be with you I'm in 20 David, seconds or whatever, I'm right? Yeah. So it was all that. Um, and I would, you know, my seat was outside of the studio. My seat was in the phone answering room next door. But you'd sort of, I'd sort of go in when, you know, I'd get involved in a conversation and Chris would sort of say, oh, Dave, come in here a minute, whatever. And I'd come down and sit down for a minute and then I'd disappear back to where I should have been, which was, was on the other side. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, and so I did that for a while. And then I suppose the, I was in more and more often. And so that role sort of increased sort of right. accidentally, you know, and it wasn't yeah. genuinely a, 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 all the way through this. I've got no ambitions to be a presenter. I've got no, right. I'm, okay. I'm, you know, certain people are like, I'm going to be on Radio 1 one day, you know, yeah. and, and they have this self-drive that they're going to get there. And yeah. I never had that. I was just delighted to be part of the team. Do you, you think know, that's what made door. you sort of work? Because you, were, you weren't trying. You were just sort of doing, I suppose you know so, what I yeah. mean? Just sort of answering, you know, in I a kind of natural yeah. way rather than this yeah. is my moment. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't originating anything. I was just coming in and being asked a question or something, yeah, and then, yeah. you know, answering it and then and then bogging off again. And I don't really know where I thought I was heading because I was I was genuinely just happy to be, yeah. <laughs> happy to be there yeah. and yeah. happy to. I suppose the only thing that I, I wanted to do was to was to write more and be the person that would write that silly quiz or would yeah, write right. that spoof advert or would write that parody song yeah. and and just basically try and get more and more of my sort of silly ideas onto the yeah. radio. And I suppose that was, that was the ambition. And, you know, the role in the studio grew sort of naturally. And it got to the point where I then, <laughs> I then had to apply again to then stop being that and then to become a presenter. So I then had to move to being it's a presenter. Mad, it's mad you have I'm to keep really, interviewing. This is Well, actually, there was no... Actually, there so was you've no done it for, for like that, two... How, how many years was that? Sorry. So from, from working outside the booth and coming in to to applying to be a presenter yeah. which is mental how how long was that bit a uh, year and a bit so, so quite you, quick you again you can do it and but you still got to apply to be yeah part. yeah it was about a year and a bit i think and i had to apply and then i then i they like their then i was tape, officially a, then i was officially a presenter um how did that feel that must have been it felt, and this is this is pre breakfast show. This is this is still this is still yeah yeah early this breakfast. Is, this is I think the end of early breakfast coming into or actually no it might have been afternoons actually because we did oh. afternoons for five years yeah because that's where it sort of took off wasn't it yeah that's yeah where, so that was yeah that's where it really I remember happened. the afternoons yeah because it was afternoons from I think October ninety eight. Wow. Until December 2003. It and then we started the breakfast show in the January 2004. Because the afternoons felt like, obviously, because with well, the best of the world, no one had heard you in the morning, so it felt like you yeah. were brand new. Brand new. And so everyone was like, who the hell are these guys? Because it was like, 
it was fully formed though, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. We, yeah. But it felt new to us. So we were like, bloody hell, they've hit the ground. Right. I remember it really clearly. It was like, mm. it really sort of, everyone sort of took notice, didn't they? Do you know what I've learned? I'm learning from this is you have to put the work in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're out. We're out. <laughs> well, do, do you know what you say? You say that though, but I, I genuinely believe that all of, all of this up until, you know, this point of the story. And then in fact, everything that, that, that follows is it was all just right place at the right time. Yeah, right. You know, it was, I mean, this all goes back to, this all goes back to my mum and dad's friend, Jan, seeing the article in the paper and saying that your Dave should go and do that job in Reading, whatever. And I did. And then I got to yeah, actual man. Radio 1. And then once you get in the door, it was just a case of, I don't know, just trying to stay there as long as, as long as you could. But even that, I, I still think that takes some doing to actually see the job, go for the job, do the work find out other opportunities and mm. do that go it's so easy to talk about and not actually do yeah, it yeah a hundred percent yeah yeah and and moan which is our safe space <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm not ambitious at all though genuinely you know no. and and i'm but you wanted out of something didn't you you wanted out of the humdrum of the, i just want yeah, yeah I, I i liked radio i was a bit of a radio Geek. I used to listen to Radio One, you know, when I was a kid, and listen to Steve Wright and stuff like that. And so I liked it, and I thought I don't really know what to do. So I thought it would be a fun thing to do, and I thought it might be somewhere that I could I could write yeah. again. I just wanted to be the person behind the scenes, and um, and and yeah, got in, and and I don't know. I thought I kind of thought I might be here for a year or a couple of years, and at some point I'll probably have to grow up and get a real job. Yeah. Yeah. And then that never really happened because I did no. sixteen years at Radio One. So when you got the yeah. afternoon slot, so yeah. but you were, you were presenting in the morning still. How long were you, you? You got the presenting job in the early early show, right? At the very end yeah. of the early right. early, I think. Right, I think I might be wrong, or it might have been the beginning of the afternoon. I'm not sure, but anyway, it was around that sort of time. Yeah, and, and then yeah. and when you got the afternoon slot, at what point did you feel like I think we got something here, and people are talking about the show and. Did you, you get comfortable? Did you get comfortable in that role, or are you always sort of going? Um, I'm going to get caught. You out. get, you get, you get more comfortable, and I suppose once you, because as you're saying before, nobody heard, nobody heard you on early morning. A couple of people did if they were, you know, catching an early flight to Tenerife or something, and you know, in the car at half four on the way to yeah. Gatwick, and they might have caught 15 minutes. But essentially, nobody, nobody heard it, and then on afternoons. Suddenly it was like, wow, you know, this is, we're, we're talking to a lot of people here. And yeah. then, you know, mates from school and college and stuff would start kind of going, oh, I heard you and whatever. And, Crazy. And, and that's, yeah, that's when it, that's when it sort of went, went mad. And also don't forget, this is before the days of social media. So you've yeah. got no, yeah, yeah. you've got no instant sort of barometer on on what's going on so this is all really word of mouth and is it is it am i i'm maybe i'm making this up but i remember you your show i remember they talk about the numbers like your show was getting like ridiculous numbers for 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 that slot had ever got i Mm. remember that was talked about a lot in the papers and stuff that that your show was sort of was that right? Like it was just yeah. doing these ridiculous numbers that the afternoon slot had never done before. And that was, was getting all the press and stuff. Yeah. Well, that was what was getting all the press. And I think just the nature of the show and, and, and the nature, I mean, the one thing with the, with, with Moyles and with the show is that it was always going to be one or the other. It was Marmite. It was black and white. Mm. And, and I suppose nobody, nobody would ever say, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. people would either love it or they yeah, would absolutely yeah. hate it you know which yeah. i understood and, and i preferred that 
Mm. I preferred that divisive. You were either oh, one of us or, yeah. or you totally yeah, yeah. weren't. And I could completely understand and respect both sides of it, but no one kind of went, yeah, it's all right. I yeah, to it yeah. yeah. Um, and so I suppose that was also getting the, the press because we, I suppose we were quite edgy at the time. In yeah, terms of what definitely. We did. It was because yeah. it was sort of quite rock and roll. What you were, it was, it was sort of that was what it was sort of spoken as, wasn't it? Like rock and roll, sort of. The, what well, it was fueled by the pub. I mean, it is. Right, you know, yeah. you know, you know. When we look back again, now, they used to annoy me. But honestly, <laughs> yeah. but it was, I was I was getting cold on the mower, and you were sodding off at ten a.m. <laughs> but it was. It was fueled by the pub, and in the same way that we Did all, you really all, just stop work and go to the pub. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much every. Pretty much talk every us day. through that. So, I wouldn't I do that up, now. <laughs> I, I couldn't do Too that. Tight. When um, when when we when we look back at like the nineties and stuff, and you think about things like Chris Evans, and you think about TFI, and you think about the mm. music at the time, and it was you know it was it was quite rock and roll, I suppose, yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah. you were a massive and, part of it. Like, and well, I suppose so. And then so we'd we'd finish. Well, when we were doing earlies, we would <laughs> when we were doing earlies, we'd literally be in the pub at eleven thirty, or we stood outside at eleven twenty-five, stood out and waiting. <laughs> because <laughs> well, you know, the thing was we'd been yeah, well, we'd been up since your... half two yeah. and we'd been completely um uh, we we had nothing to do from half six in the morning right yeah. so we'd had five hours <laughs> yeah, digging yeah. around in the office and five hours is a long time to yeah. wait for the but you think well what's the alternative because i'm going to go home i I'll live with fit well, yeah, that, 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 that was work on your upper body strength. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been waiting for five hours for the pub to open, and then <laughs> we'd get, we'd probably leave. The, the The walk from Radio One to the pub was probably about three minutes, but we would leave shortly after eleven because <laughs> we were so excited that suddenly it said at like an eleven on the clock. What pub? What, so, what pub was it? Was it one of the pubs up Great Portland Street? Yeah, it, it was one of those lovely. Oh, I know. Yeah, that yeah, lovely yeah, old yeah. pub. Yeah, it's absolutely. Great pub. Yeah, so yeah. we used to walk into the horse and groom, and we knew the the landlord was a Scottish guy called Ian, and so he'd see us, and and literally, and I kid you not, and it was like something out of a sitcom. As he'd he'd open the doors. And we'd walk around one side of the bar, and then he'd walk into the back of the bar, and we were heading for that back room with the horse and groom. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And um, and so as we were walking around, he would already be pouring us a couple of pints because oh, that's what heaven, we did, heaven. you know. And so we would sit in the back room, and I don't know, just sitting there and just drinking smoke. And then other till, people. Till would, what time do you reckon? Well. It, it was, it was, this is going to sound weird. bad, is it? Like this is going to sound bad. No, 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 not 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 that bad, but not far off. Um, so people would come in at lunchtime, and people that we knew, and and I don't know, other radio people or record this bloggers and stuff like that would would, would 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 come in. And so, so it's off when you had the breakfast show, or the this is this is early yeah, breakfast. This is the early breakfast. So, right, right, yeah. So we've got all day to kill. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so people would come in, and we'd have a couple of beers with them, and then they'd go back to their their actual lives <laughs> and their jobs. <laughs> and then, then we were the constant. There. Basically, we were the yeah. constant, and then you've got this you've got this really sad dead time between about half two quarter to three in the afternoon and about half five right where no one's in there except for us two playing pinball and, and, and smoking and drinking. actually sounds really bleak they were warm though they were warm and then yeah. other people other people would come in after work and then then there would almost be this sort of I don't know, like a, a bit of a refresher. It's a bit like, oh, it's like a new day. And then other people come in and we sit with them for a bit. And then they'd go home to their wives and their families and, and their responsibilities at about seven or eight. And then we'd still be there. Oh, and, then, and then I would leave about, I don't know, 
half 10 and I'd jump on the number 73 bus and go up to Stoke Newton where I was living at the time. And I would inevitably fall asleep on the bus and then end up in Tottenham or somewhere where I didn't oh live. Oh my God. You know, and then you come back and have a couple <laughs> oh, of hours sleep and get right. up at half two and do it all over again. I'll be honest. I thought you were going to say half six you finished because I was doing the maths in my head and I'm half 10. For, so you, mm. you're doing 11 hours <laughs> in the bus. And you had a show in the morning. What time are you yeah. getting up? Half two. Half two. She had four hours kip. It was on the well, bus. It, two it, hours. No, no, well, no, because I was on the bus for two <laughs> oh, hours. So yeah. Two hours, <laughs> two, two hours kip, maybe three at, at a push. How did you not die? Well, because we were we were twi- <laughs> we were what twenty three, twenty four, and bulletproof. Yeah. I mean, in those days, you you know, That's you could right. drink all day. You never yeah. put on a pound. Yeah, you, could, you, yeah. you 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 know you you you. I don't know. You you just do it. Yeah. And so we did pretty much every day. Wow. So when you got the breakfast show. How mm. did that feel? I guess you're already used to it now with the afternoon show, but because the afternoon show been... became no, that like was that was massive. a massive step. Was it? That was, was yeah, it really? okay, yeah, right, yeah. Right. I mean, more so than I mean, going from early breakfast to afternoons was a huge step up because suddenly yeah. you were, I suppose, in the in the shop window and you were on daytime, yeah. and you you've gone that you're going. You're, you're replacing and you're look, all the different people that have done it. Yeah, I mean, going, like, you know, oh, big, God. big, 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 yeah, people, massive, you know? yeah. Um, in fact, I yeah. think I think Mark and Lard were doing drive time when we took over from them, and then they went on to mid afternoons. I think um, so. You know, these are these are you know mm. proper. This is a proper established act. You yeah. know, and, and we're going to be in in their seat. So that was a big deal. But then going from going from afternoons to breakfast. Who did you was replace? A huge, huge, probably a bigger. Yeah, probably a bigger move. Who, who was because, before you? I, I oh, sorry, Sarah, Sarah Cox. Oh, blimey, right, right. okay. So wow. it, had been, it had been Zoe Zoe and Kevin, and then it had been Zoe on her own, and then Sarah Cox, and then we took over off the back of her. But this, but this was massive, I suppose, because cause this wasn't just an internal move from one show to another. This wasn't like going from lunchtime to mid-afternoon, no, no. or from drive time to lunchtime or something. This was the Radio on Breakfast show. Yeah, which Champions was, League, this is, isn't it? Was, yeah. yeah, this is legendary. And, mm. and, you know, you get to sort of hold that, you know, mantle for, for however long. And so, yeah, this was a massive deal. And, um, and yeah, it, it, it just felt, I don't know, just like I couldn't quite believe that we had it. And you're sort of mid to late 20s at this point. It's 2004, so I'm th- coming up 30. Right. God. Coming so were you nervous? Was it, were the, the, all of you Did nervous you remember the first, just... Yeah, the first sort of, you know... Day. I remember the first morning. I remember, I, remember, I, remember, I remember coming into the office on the first morning and... Um, and I remember, and they, they used to have this sort of quotes board in the office, where in the production office, and there was a quote on, of mine on there that because of this day, it was the only one that was on there, and it basically said, we had the best hours in the world and we fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> because because drive time was brilliant hours, because yeah, we right. used to come in at about, I don't right. know, we'd come in about one and then go out for lunch and then come back <laughs> in again at about half two and then do the show from three till 5.45 and then we're in the pub at six. That is amazing, isn't it? I mean, those are the yeah. best hours ever. Yeah, yeah. So you, what you needed to do was be all right. 
Yeah. Mid-table, yeah. mediocre. We need to be yeah. more vanilla, guys. Yeah. Much like that football shirt on the wall behind you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Don't go down that road. That's, that's, a, de- that's a depressing tale at the current yeah. time. But anyway. Um, but oh, yeah, so... It, and the first the first morning was... There was all this new... Um, all like new music had been made for the show right and it gets a lot of press doesn't it when someone's taking it gets a lot of press and you know that the world's media are literally sitting there listening with notepads live because they're ready to write it up Uh, in the guardian or the telegraph or you know whatever like proper papers and had you planned to do kind of what you were doing in the afternoon in the morning do you know what i mean was it yeah yeah well we we i think we'd had it we we'd had about a month's worth of prep time between one show finishing and another, another starting so we came off drive time in, I think, beginning of December 2003. And then we gave ourselves whatever it was, three weeks worth of kind of pilots and dicking around mm. and trying bits and bobs out and getting everything ready so that we could literally hit. Because I suppose because unlike anything before where we sort of knew we could just sort of open the door and go in and just sort of crack on with it because of what you just said, because mm. of the, the scrutiny yeah. And you know that everybody is sitting there with a pen and paper in their hand and, and there will be a, a large amount of people who would be willing us to fail as of well. Of course, of course. You yeah. know, because we'd made a fair amount of enemies along the way as well. So there were those that were ready to put the boot in. Yeah. And so you had to make sure that you didn't give them an opportunity and that mm. we were as polished or as good a representation of our of our show as, as we were. And, 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 and that was that was the idea. Really. And how much how much prep goes into each each sort of daily show? It feels really loose. Mm. I, don't, I don't quite understand what work you put into it. Did you do any work? A lot, to be honest. Really? I, yeah. I mean, genuinely, a lot, a lot of people. Yeah. Well, this this, but that is that is largely down to Moyle's natural skill of you know in his technical skills and also his his presenting skills and being somebody that. What's is his, just a great what's his technical skills. What do you mean? Yeah. Sorry. So when you say skill, yeah. What? Yeah. What, don't, what of, don't we have? In terms, <laughs> in terms of the way that he'd operate the machinery, the way that he would well, operate. Yeah. You know, you've got yeah, you've got a mixing down, desk. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. and and whatnot. But you know, there's all sorts of technical skills in terms of you know he would he would take phone calls while we were mid show, and then he'd be editing them while we were playing a record, and what? then. Yeah, it was like really mad headfuck stuff, um, and oh, right. and okay. just technically he was brilliant, you know. And Greg, Greg, Greg James will tell you this. I was listening to him on on here with you, and he used. Uh, I think I heard him say that he looked up to people like um, Moyles and Scott Mills because technically at the time they were on a completely different level. Right. I didn't think they did any of that. I just no, thought they I just didn't. sat and went. Uh, right, what were we talking about? Well, not not with the massive no, I mean, error at the start, but <laughs> but <laughs> it was all it was all it was all in his hands, you know. I mean, That's everything amazing. everything was in yeah. in his hands. Everything that you heard was that was, from basically doing DIY sort of Radio Luxembourg stuff or whatever, you know. Like yeah, I suppose. Of, well, I suppose. I mean. You know, most that's the way that radio used to be. Then subsequently, certain people came in and and they had they had somebody drive the desk for them. Right. right. So then is that they would more have common somebody, now? Is that more? It, it depends. It depends on who it is and and, and where they work. I and mean, there's right. still plenty of people that do their own knobs and buttons, and other people that that will come in and just literally sit in a 
you know, like a voiceover booth and just, you know, yeah. just talk. And if you're else in control, you've got that timing, haven't you? You can really And that's what it's all them. about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, just that beautiful timing of knowing, yeah. knowing when to, you know, exactly. knowing when to jump out of that conversation because that's the punchline or knowing, yeah. right, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's all to do with timing. And, and yeah. that's, that's what he was so good at. So if you like everything, everything into pulling all the strings was something that he did and he could just walk in and just do it yeah. without any, without any prep and without any rehearsal and, and whatnot. And, and genuinely the only, the only bits of prep that were done for that show were obviously guests had to be prepped and, and guests mm -hmm. had to be written for in, in as much as, you know, whoever so-and-so is coming in to talk about their new album, whatever, some questions and whatever would need to be written. And the producers would normally do that. And okay. I'd write stuff like car park catchphrase and I'd write a yeah. uh, yeah. tedious link. And that was yeah. it really, you wow. know? And, and you were, you were able to get anyone on your show, weren't you? Like anyone. Because yeah, you 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 didn't have the sky was the limit, wasn't it? Because they all yeah. wanted because you know everyone wanted to be on the show, so that must have been flipping weird. Like the biggest acts at the time, and you know how was that sort of going? Oh look, there's the Gallagher's. Oh dear, it was weird. It was weird. It was and as you say, it was in the same way that Graham Norton, I suppose, is now on the telly. You know yeah. that was the the prime slot that that anybody and everybody wanted to be on because it was a, a huge stage. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was just, it's like a surreal dream really. Mm. And, and still to this day, I, I look back and kind of, you know, I never, ever got blasé about it. I was going to say, were there any points where you, where you, um, sort of stepped out and went, okay, I'm doing the breakfast show and I'm not that bothered now. Or were you, no. all, or were you always excited and always. appreciative? Yeah. Gen genuinely was, always. Did Chris... Moral stay like that as well. Was he always sort of? Yeah, I mean, genuinely, I think because because it had been this absolute goal of his since he was a, a kid. I mean, right. literally a kid, and, and yeah. you know, pretending to be a DJ in his in his bedroom and recording the top forty and whatever, and, and making up links and literally talking about primary school age, yeah. and then being on the radio professionally from the age of fifteen or sixteen, is that to then get to radio one first and foremost and then get to the radio on breakfast show was was the ultimate as you say yeah. it's like winning the, the champions league and yeah and so he didn't ever take that for granted there was never any kind of like you know well yeah it's it's the radio on breakfast show no it was always a massive a massive yeah. deal yeah you know and, and something that i suppose once you get it it's then a case of how long will you have it for yeah and how, how yeah is that what you feel how like? often are the bosses kind of sticking their nose in saying don't do that can you do this don't like that. You must have been left alone would, at some point because it we, it must have. I think the longer we were there, the more the more that we got that. But that what there was, which sounds weird because you would think it'd be the other way around. You think that the, the longer you're in the seat, the more that you'd be trusted and left alone. But what? Oh, it the was, more they was, the more they put stuff. Yeah. Alone. Oh, really? But I think I think that was more to do with the fact that the longer we were in the seat, the older we were getting, and at the same time, the younger Radio One was getting. Uh, and this ultimately was a conflict because, slight tangent, is that, the, is that Radio 1, in order to justify its share of the licence fee, had to be proved to do something different to what commercial radio was doing, right? So commercial radio stations in your local towns and cities would be broadcasting 25 to 45-year-olds, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously they were after people that the advertisers would be interested in, in, in putting product in front of. 
kind of, and then Radio One had to prove that it was going after a different market, and the only place it could go was younger. So then they had to go after you know teenagers and early twenties, and so in that respect, it meant that then as we are mid to late thirties, uh, we're getting a long way away from. So that how gap, is that feeling? Like, how is that feeling? You, you know, it's shelf life. Oh my god! Yeah, and you can you can feel this ceiling above your head, and oh, you no. feel you're getting closer and closer. And, and the the thing is that all of our show was all based on just based on ref you know references. To, yeah. Yeah. telly and stuff you know yeah, talking that. about the dukes of hazard and the a team and chips and all this sort of shit yeah. that we kind of grew up on and then you get to a point where oh, you're sort God. of being told that you can't do that because the 80s didn't exist in terms of the audience. dave and they we, don't remember yes, anything yesterday we interviewed one of the riders on kickstart <laughs> did you <laughs> oh wow yeah. You're the, the only person. The niche, the niche we could make that. Oh, mate, honestly, right, honestly, that that would really mate. float my boat because when I was a kid, well, I had please a rally listen striker. because we need the numbers. <laughs> oh, I will do. I, I, had a, I, had a, I had a rally striker, and when yeah. I stayed at my grandma's house, she used to have this sort of so stepped garden, and yeah. so I used to pretend that I was on kickstart oh, by go. going up and down these steps, yeah. and I used to get to the bottom of the garden, and then I used to try and see if I could actually get the bike around without putting my feet down by <laughs> yeah, like yeah, kickstart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, oh, I love that show. Oh, you're yeah. gonna love that out. Oh, I oh, will yeah. enjoy that. The, and the guy, the guy we had on came fifth in his heat. <laughs> not the winner of Kickstart. He was fifth in his heat. He did not make it to the second day. How do you how do you find that guy that came fifth in with, his heat? With a lot of lot of googling, a yeah. lot. We, yeah, we spoke a lot about Kickstart, and then someone just emailed said, "Oh, I yeah. did it." In fact, we had two or three people. Emailed. Yeah, yeah, oh, I was yeah, in yeah. it. Yeah, a lot really? of a lot of old Kickstarters are available on a Wednesday. <laughs> 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 Oh God! Oh, so you're feeling you're feeling your age a little bit. That yeah. must be. Does that put the pressure, or does that bring tension into the studio? And is it difficult to disguise on the mics? Um, yeah, I think so. I think yeah. I think it's difficult when I mean we, we almost parodied it a little bit, and then we would start talking about you know, hey Dave, what are you doing tonight? Oh, well, I'm going out to see whoever. I don't know, yeah, N Dubs or whatever, or you know, someone that we clearly weren't going to go <laughs> yeah. and see at the Brixton Academy, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And it yeah. was you know, um, and so we used to play on it a bit that way, um, just sort of taking the piss because we thought, well, we don't really know how else to handle it, and then we get in trouble for doing that. But yeah, I suppose it did because we couldn't. We couldn't just be as much of ourselves as, as 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 we wanted to be. But then again, the other side of it is the fact that ultimately our our role wasn't to go on to the biggest show in the world and talk shit for three and a half hours or whatever it was. It was actually to to play music and, and yeah. be the mm. flagship of this huge station. Yeah. And so there had to be some middle ground there, which often you know, we didn't get right. I mean, especially when there was there was times when when we, when we would get in trouble. Is that you should be playing six records a half an hour is is about right in terms of what each show is right. supposed to do. And there was, I think, there was one show where I think we played seven records all show yeah. in three and a half hours. Yeah, you right. know, or, or might not even been that. You know, and 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 we've had times where we've opened the show at six thirty where we should do a short link and then go into six records before the seven o'clock news. And we've talked all the way up to the seven o'clock news. In yeah. fact, over the news and then gone to the news at something like 10 past seven. Yeah. Because we've just been talking bollocks that's what, about that's our what day I liked before. That's about it though. That's yeah. what I liked about mm. it. I like that. 
So I've watched a couple of times. You've got the there's the final show on YouTube. Yeah, I think. How was that? Were you were you prepared for it? Was that a sad day? Did it feel like the end of a? Well, there was two. Was was it the one in the studio or the one in the the radio theatre? Because we did. Oh, in the studio, right? Yeah, that was a that was a proper last show. So right. The thing is, the 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 boss. Well, I think Moyles had wanted to do like a big a big show busy extravaganza to go out on um and but then at the same time we felt that we needed to do the proper last show in the studio and it mm. to be in the right place mm. um because to have finished in you know on stage in the radio in the bbc radio theater would have been a bit of an odd way to end right. yeah that many years um and exactly whose decision that was i can't honestly remember but it, it culminated in us doing the radio theatre show on the Thursday, as we then finished on the Friday, and the radio theatre show was bloody, had Anton Deck hosting it, you know, doing like a This Is Your Life and <laughs> right. going through all these moments. And James Corden came out on stage and Davina McCall came out on stage and Gary Barlow was there and blah, blah, blah. And it was a big, proper show busy event that looking back on it now just seems quite surreal. Yeah. And then then there was the big one and the big yeah. one was the, the, the final day. Um, and yeah, it was, it was really genuinely emotional and very, mm. very weird for all mm. of us, mm. you know, especially there was a point towards the end. And this is probably the bit that you might've seen on, on, on a YouTube clip where we all had our opportunity to kind of say a few <coughs> words I I remember. and, you know, and I remember, you know, Dom um, sort of going, well, you know, when I first started this show, I had one child and now I've got three and, yeah. you know, it's got me through this and it's got me through that and it's got me through the other. And, you know, when you've done a show for nearly nine years as it was, wow, you know, a lot, a lot happens in your life, especially at that age, especially yeah. in your sort of, you know, late twenties, early thirties or mid thirties and stuff. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was just a really odd time and just thinking, God, this is it. You know, yeah. this is, and when that final jingle finishes, it's like, it's done. You know, yeah. it's, it's all over. Wow. Um, yeah. and That's it was, when you get the little you, 21-year-old researcher coming in. You go, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me a mini disc. It's Has anyone got a mini disc? disc? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it was, it, was, it, was, it was weird. And, you know, and, and, then, and then began the, beginning of the of the weird wilderness years so you didn't know you didn't know what you were going to do next did you not a clue really you know so i'm i'm then 38 yeah and so i've been there since i was 22 wow so you know I've, I, I don't know what to do at this no. point. And that's a fiddly yeah. age anyway. It's a fiddly age anyway. Yeah. You yeah. sort of need yeah. the one thing or the other. And, and, yeah. and I'm, I'm not, and, and genuinely, and, and at this point I'm thinking, well, I've, I've, you know, I've done well to kind of get in the door and bloody stay there for, for this yeah. long, but um, I'm not really trained or experienced in anything other than talking <laughs> shit on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you're on Chatterbait. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. genuinely, it's like I'm, I'm you know, I don't no. have any transferable no, skills. Course, it's not yeah. like oh. it's not even like, you know, I'm I've got a bloody scuba diving qualification yeah. or I'm a part-time electrician. I don't or, need to hear or, this right or now. I used to be a fitness instructor. <laughs> I've got nothing to go back to. No. You know, so I I basically And did I, you 
did you want to stay in that world? Because you've reached the top. It's like, well, good. I kind yeah. of just wanted to stay. Well, I didn't. It wasn't one of those things where, and I know what you mean, is that once you get to a certain level, it's a bit like, well, I can't possibly go down because I'm yeah. so-and-so, you know. And yeah. um, it wasn't like that at all. I just, I genuinely, I felt, I felt the same at the end as I would have done after one year there or two years there, whereby I'd been really lucky and I'd had a laugh and I'd met some fun people and I had some great stories to tell my grandchildren, Yeah, you know, which sounds, you know, a bit twee and stuff like that, but genuinely I felt like that. And, and, and so I came out and I thought, wow, you know, what, a, what a mad, mm. incredible ride, you know, but a, a, a really good experience. And then my only objective really was just to do something that would actually pay the bills. And I wasn't, I genuinely, if I could have, if I could have gone and driven a van or something and listened to the radio all day, driving bloody parts around the country that would have paid me enough to actually support my daughter and pay the rent and whatever and pay the mortgage, um, I'd have been happy with that. Genuinely. I'd have really? been, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd have been, yeah. and still to this, still to this day, if I could make enough money driving a van, I'd probably like to do that. Yeah. I like driving. I like listening to the radio. Well, I've done it and you get tired around three and start hitting the curb. Yeah. <laughs> so it's quite, it's, yeah, it's not that, it's not what it's cracked you start, up. You, you start hating the person you live in, listening yeah. to on the, but I'm quite easily era. pleased though, David. That's the yeah. thing, you know, it's like, I, I don't have any, I don't have any great, you know, um, brain that needs to be satisfied intellectually or anything i'm i'm quite happy and i just as long as i can pay the bills i'm i'm, I'm a happy boy yeah. so um but i did spend about six months sitting in my underpants watching homes under the hammer did you um, in my flat just did you have a little moment where you're like oh wow yeah yeah well because when you when you first come out God, when you when you first come out that you, you there's a bit of a it's a bit like i don't know it's a bit like kind of um like stopping an oil tanker you know it sort of mm. carries on grinding to a halt for a while in terms right. of work and there's bits of this and okay. owning, right. djing it freshes uni balls and stuff yeah. and then doing some because we finished in september so i suppose the work was okay till christmas and then you got oh. into the christmas period and then it was a bit like hosting corporate parties and all this kind of shit and then it got to january and then it was like wasteland it was just like wow do you know what this this oil tank has completely stopped now and there is so strange nothing going on there's nothing going on and and jenny i kid you not i would be i'd I'd get up in the morning at about i don't know 10 ish or i I didn't really have anything to get up for i'd get up in the morning and i was living in a flat on my own i'd i'd split up with 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 my wife and my daughter was elsewhere and so I'd, i'd sort of wake up in the morning and just as i say sit Sit in my pants, watching Holmes under the hammer and Jeremy Kyle, um, thinking, "What do I do now?" I'd love to have seen an image of that. To be <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a nice image. <laughs> it wasn't a good image. No. Oh um, man, that's such a yeah. So man, yeah, and how long did it take you to sort of find a bit of structure and something to? Um, probably about. Uh, it was probably about th- three, four, five months, something like that. It was. It was sort of. Not quite the middle of the year, but 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 not far off. So this is 2013, and um, and so I'd gone to so Chappers, who who yeah. you know, he obviously now hosts Match of the Day Two and used to work in Scott Mills. 
Yeah. And he, he and I um, were and still are very good friends and, and did a show together. Anyway, we were chatting away and he said, listen, I'm, I'm hosting this charity ball for cancer research and whatnot in Manchester. He goes, I've got a table if you want to come. And I was a bit like, why not? Do you know what? I can probably, I can probably make about three days out of that, that one overnight, you know, I'll sort of yeah. have a travel day and then a travel back day and go and yeah. sit on his sofa and watch Homes Under the Hammer just as a change of scenery. <laughs> yeah. And so I did. And, and, and being sat on this, this table and, talking to various people anyway i got talking to this guy who worked for cancer research and was saying you know um um what do you want to do and i, I said i don't know genuinely i don't know but i guess something to do. i've met lots of people over the years i've met lots of different contacts which are useful yeah so maybe something to do with that so he goes i think you could do a job for us anyway so cut a long story short um i then had another meeting back in london and i went and worked for cancer research is what they called oh, a talent brilliant. consultant so right using contacts to do stuff so for example if they wanted to do a fundraising yeah. cha a charity night or whatever i kind of say oh that's fine because i know joe wilkinson i know david mm, yeah, so they yeah. could come and compare it right yeah, or whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. Or, and it was yeah, that i, kind of I, I know fern cotton but... yeah, i know i mean yeah. it was all hypothetical <laughs> 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 well, what, what date are we talking about because i'll be honest with you i'm not geek i'm still available yeah. joe doesn't do charity events do you know that well yeah you know i'm not big on charity yeah <laughs> oh. so yeah so that was that was i suppose the beginning of some kind of you know structure again and yeah. sort of you know having 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 a reason to get up in the morning and yeah. then and then yeah since then it's been a sort of steady climb back up and you know i'm now in a position where you know i'm happy i'm working for a production company i make podcasts for a living essentially a day -to -day. Yeah, yeah pretty much pretty yeah. much Brilliant. um and and do podcasts and do video production and whatnot as well so so yeah so that's what i do and and so when you say you you make podcasts what is your role now so we do you have producer producer yeah, right okay yeah, no, I don't do anything creative like you two. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't originate it. I just, I just, <laughs> I normally sit where I am now and I'm it's normally strange, press, pressing when record. Listen, when I used to listen to the radio shows, you, you were the voice that I enjoyed the most. Yeah, me too. And I think it's because, like Joe said, it felt like you weren't trying. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. So that, yeah. Well, thank you. That's a huge compliment, by the way. That's, that's, I'm chuffed with that. Well, we, yeah. we were so excited to get, like, it, I think, I think because it was such a point in our lives as well where we were at a certain age where we felt we really sort of I said earlier like rudderless or whatever and mm. and well, we're it, the same age as well I suppose and yeah. I, think, I think that's also sort of part of it yes absolutely yeah yeah but it was such yeah. a big part of my life listening to you mm. talk on the radio it sort of it, it does remind me I know exactly where I was yeah and, and and the weird thing is that and people people say that and say that's kind of the you know the, the biggest compliment and but i can totally understand that feeling of being stuck in traffic on the m62 mm. and listening to that episode mm. of yeah. whatever it was mm. because because i had that short period of time where i did that with chris evans yeah, yeah so that yeah. was that was my so when i'd yeah. sit there in traffic waiting i say at that's that same point every day at 8 35 or whatever waiting for the bloody lights to change yeah, yeah. and and you would you would look you know something would happen and you'd laugh and then you'd look in your rearview mirror and then you'd see the lady behind yeah. you laughing and then you'd see the guy in the yeah, van yeah. behind her laughing yeah. you know yeah. and it was it was that really wonderful shared experience you know in yeah. the same way that people would say to us when we used to do stuff involving honking your horns and stuff like that <laughs> and people kind of go at that point in the song where you sort of said everybody kind of go yeah. you know everybody in traffic on the m62 or on the m11 or whatever was doing yeah, that yeah, at that yeah. point you know and it's yeah. that lovely shared experience where you look around and you kind of go 
we're all part of the same club. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. in essence, was what it was all about. Yeah. Can I ask one more question, which is of course you can. related to... Uh, well, sort of related to the radio show, but me and Joe are obsessed with TFI Friday. Mm. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So, yeah. well, so, so, so was I. Yeah. And, and it's that same thing of there's yeah. a party. Yeah. And I want to be there. And yeah. I'm a so bad, so one. bad. But I've, what, I, did you ever go on it? No, I didn't. Ah. No, no, I never, I never, I never went on it. Never went to it. I know where it was filmed. Ah. Riverside um, Studios. And yeah, absolutely. And, and I have been to the Riverside Studios for for other stuff and and looked out, you know, and kind of thought, oh, that's you know, that's, that's where they used to look yeah, on the balcony yeah, yeah. and whatever, yeah. you know. And, uh, Werther's is a is a good friend of mine who worked on on the show as he was sort of Chris Evans sort of sidekick yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and whatnot and so um, so yeah but weirdly even even knowing him I never never got down there that, but it but was that were, thing you were in showbiz at the time weren't you you were doing the radio uh, well, no, do you know what it was kind of just before us really because uh, okay. TFI was more uh-huh. ninety five ninety six. And so it, it, it was. It was actually a, a bit before, you know, right. our our heyday, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you like. Yeah. Um, and I think really by the time we got into our stride in, when you I were bookable, know, when we were bookable, yeah. it was. I think it was probably over. I can't remember when it finished, but it was that thing whereby I mean, still to this day, there's something really special about a Friday. I think, mm. and that was what was so clever about mm. it is that it tapped into that magical time of the week. It did like you know, six, seven fr- o'clock, or whatever. Absolutely, yeah. or five, over, five, six, seven o'clock on a Friday is the best time of the week yeah. because you've got all of Friday night to look forward to. You've got the whole weekend to look forward to, yeah. and there, there's no better time. And to actually have the show at that point, at whatever it was, six o'clock, wasn't it, on I a think Friday it was night? Six, yeah. yeah, and it was just like this is the best thing in the world. You get home from work and you sit on the sofa and you might crack a beer and and you would you would be part right. of this, and you'd wonder yeah. wonder how you got on that mezzanine. <laughs> yeah. yeah how did you get on that mezzanine well, how do i but, how do i pat gordon ramsay on the back as he walks past on his way to that, that looked, desk that looked really uncomfortable because it wasn't that wide was no, it and so the no. people on the mezzanine had to sort yeah. of stand there with their back right to the wall yeah, yeah. as so, sean Ryder or, yeah. or gordon ramsay or whoever would would, yeah. would walk Barge past. past yeah but also but they were obviously the people that didn't get there early enough to get into the actual no. studio yeah i would happen, I'd happily yeah. be mezzanine yeah. Every week. I'd have been mezzanine because <laughs> they came out the door and there was always three or four just to the right of the door then a big gap <laughs> and then it started again I'd happily be one of those three by the door I'd have opened it was magic it. though wasn't it it was magic <laughs> it and, was and, yeah. but it was of, I think it was of its time yeah, yeah. you couldn't do it you couldn't do it now well they, well they tried to didn't they? they they tried to bring it back a few years ago and, and they tried to tap into it and it, it, it's listen it certainly wasn't awful by any stretch but it wasn't there was there was something about the age that we all were, oh, gotcha. uh, uh, you know, at the time, it was the music. Everything felt quite cool and rock and roll, and yeah, it, it was it, it was, was absolutely bit, of its moment. It, it wasn't was it? a bit weird watching it back because <laughs> I watched it back the other day. And I was like, "God, there's a lot of guff, isn't there?" It's just sort of like <laughs> it was just it was a, a lot, lot of filler, wasn't it? Just it? Yeah. a lot of that. forty percent of this show is cheering. Yeah, yeah but you're forty-seven now, Joe. Yeah, I know, and I, I cheer yeah. less. 
By yeah. God, I wanted to cheer on that mezzanine. <laughs> I cheer oh. less. <laughs> As a rule, every year it I goes would, down I a would, bit. I would like to see a graph, Joe, of your yeah. cheering yeah. scale. I don't think yeah. it would have been that From high. From about on... 97 on. Oh, 97, he was oh, fantastic. Right. I, don't I don't remember lowering my arms in the 97. <laughs> 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 they were not waist high once. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, Dave, that was brilliant. Thank Such you so much, Dave, for coming It's my on. pleasure. It's, Thank you. It's, it's, yeah, it's, you're a massive it. hero of ours, so this yeah, is massive. Uh, I genu- sorry, this sounds like a bit of a... I, I can't believe you say that genuinely, and I'm not trying to be, you know, overly modest or anything. It's like, because I... As I say, I'm 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 that bloke that that talks shit on the radio for years, and now I watch you two on TV, and then I'm like, well, a I'm chuffed to bits the, the fact that you wanted us to come on here, but um, yeah, no, thank you. Oh, no, this, oh, you no, should no. get those dulcet tones on a yeah. podcast or something. Yeah, definitely. I do. I do one that I talk on. Oh, really? Um, what was it? Yeah, we. It's, it's it's called fueling around. It's like a petrol head sort of motoring one, oh, and it's great. me and a racing driver guy called Jason Plato, and we do. We basically have celebrity petrol heads come yeah, on and we just yeah. talk cars and shit like they're with them for about 45 minutes so yeah. i do that but um but no otherwise i'm i'm do you know what since the pandemic i sit in my converted box room as was and yeah. and i sit here and i've got everything i need and i just good, I, I make i make podcasts and it's good, great it's and good. i don't have to get on the tube yeah. and i don't have to spend 30 quid getting to london and back yeah and i don't oh, have to spend a fiver right on people. a sandwich honestly great. well since we've started doing this like yeah. God, it's getting it's way to the point forward, where we isn't could it? finish at 10 a.m. Yeah, we're talking about that too much. <laughs> <laughs> talking about how I can't early believe we how I can't believe how early you did. Why do you record it so early? Oh, don't. This is well. Uh, why did we well, we we had this. Oh, well, we wanted a breakfast show yeah. on a podcast because oh, of okay. you, basically. Because right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, so we so, wanted to create that thing of if you want to listen to a show every day. Yeah. yeah. Uh, eight o'clock, nine o'clock. There's one there for you. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, should, you, you should, you should have gone, gone into full character and actually set. You should have recorded this at half six oh, every morning. Honestly. <laughs> well, do you know what? For for two and a half months we did. And then halfway through, you're gonna go. What the fuck are we yeah, doing? Sorry, could have done <laughs> this at midday. Up at half five. Honestly, well, that's what. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, well, that's, don't. That's one thing we we wanted to get that across that mm. we wanted to do a daily breakfast show. Yeah, and. If we felt like shit, to really sit there in silence. Yeah, yeah. And because I, I always found it just incredible that uh, radio broadcasters have all this energy, and yeah. I would wonder they go through like tricky moments in their life and still have to Mad- perform. Madness. You do. I mean, you. I mean, yeah. I can. I can. That's I can, hard. Yeah. I mean, I can say from first hand. You know, we all go through tricky times. We all go through. You know shit in our lives and and yeah. and, and whatnot. And but you still have to put the mask on. And you still have yeah. to do it. Well, no. we don't on this. No, no. <laughs> we, we, um, I just yeah. sniff, basically, and, uh, and no, then get people t- no, tweeting the following day going, can you sniff less? <laughs> Which I refuse to not uh, do. Well, we take up loads of Thank you so much, time. Dave. Really, it's my really absolute brilliant. pleasure. Thank and, you. A million yeah. thanks. Brilliant. It's just nice to meet you both as well. Oh, ditto, oh. yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I've, 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 it's weird actually because I was going to. Oh, can I ask you a couple of afterlife questions before before we yeah, go? Yes, of course. Yeah. It's because I've been watching because I I I used to live in Beaconsfield and so oh, a lot yeah, of it's yeah, filmed yeah, around yeah, there. Yeah, and then yeah, before yeah. that, years and years ago, I used to live in in North London near, near Hampstead as oh, well. Oh, where, <laughs> So I'm watching this kind of thing. This is weird. This this program is sort of following me around. <laughs> are they are they are they choosing Loads their of it, filming yeah. locations? Most of it was filmed near Reading as well. 
Oh, really? Yeah. No, no, I'm just, there was actually. <laughs> oh, oh, no, right, there was. Right. There was. There yeah, was, the, there was. The, the fair. The fair was filmed okay. near Reading. So I'm watching it the other night, and I'm thinking, I know that crossing because that's by the National Film and Television School, yeah. and yeah. That, like literally on that next road that he turned. You know when he when he throws the cactus through the, yeah. Through yeah, the yeah. back window, and then I'm like, my daughter's school is literally <laughs> over there. I, I sit yeah. there at school pickup, and yeah. and where where's his house? Is that in Hampstead? Yeah, it's on. Um, oh, um, up the top. Up, up, no, it's by the. Oh, God. Where the oh, I can't remember the name of the road. It's it's basically. Oh, I'll, I'll email it to you. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's it? It's gonna um, like the the, the veil of health. Veil of health. Yes. Yeah. 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 I That's know it, where. Yeah. 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 The office exteriors are like old Hemel Hempstead, aren't they? Yeah. Do you know? I I weirdly and and. I used to park my car on the Vale of Health many moons ago because when I first moved to London and I was driving an old Cortina at the time, which is very showbiz, and, um, <laughs> and I, I lived about 15, 20 minutes walk away from there, down the hill, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but it was, it was all residence parking and you couldn't park anywhere. And the only, the nearest place right. that I could park was that Vale of Health. Because it's a bit health. hidden, isn't it? It's, the it's right. a bit hidden. Yeah, it's down yeah. a hill, isn't it? Yeah, down yeah. the bottom. In fact, I think Nicky Campbell used to live there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Possibly. And so <laughs> it's down there. And I used to park there, so I know exactly where you mean. Because I was looking at the exterior of the house thinking, I've seen that place yeah. before and I couldn't work out. But now, it's, it's, yeah, it's, you're it's right. Fancy, I'm going back about. Fancy Dan down there. Fancy Dan. Expensive yeah. money, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, in Beaconsfield, we filmed like the the big um, sort of stand-up comedy night in series two mm, yeah. mm. in some, yeah, I think the church is Ch- in Beckersfield as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, it's weird watching it, as I say. And, yeah. Uh, and going, oh, the, yeah, the, the location yeah. guy is obviously a big fan of yours. <laughs> <laughs> or lives yeah. locally. Yeah, You'll yeah. have some crew coming in your room in a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're just doing a, a podcast Putting down scene. tracks yeah. and laying cable or, or whatever. <laughs> laying cable sounds wrong, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, wonderful. Thank you so much, Dave. Thanks, Dave. My pleasure. Thank you very much. Oh, it's lovely to meet you, yeah. and, and, and it would be really nice to, hopefully, one day we might meet in real oh, life. Love as well. Yeah, keep in let's, touch. Let's, let's, do, you know, let's, do you know what we should the, do? The we, should, we, should we go to the horse yes, and groom? 100%. Why don't we, why don't we go to the horse and groom and we'll go and sit at the back <laughs> yes. by where the pinball machine used to oh, smoke? Yeah, and yeah. smoke. And we'll, I'll meet you there at 11.25 <laughs> and, and we'll leave at half Let's record a podcast, a live yes, podcast. Yes, and, then, and then we'll get the number 73 bus home to Stoke Newton, oh even though God. none of us live there. Perfect. You're That's jo- a great idea. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make this happen. You're joining a WhatsApp group whether you yeah, like it Yeah, we're going to do a live podcast, which is, yeah, your life right. after the breakfast. <laughs> You're on. You're on. Let's do it. Yeah. Brilliant. Cheers, Dave. Right, cheers, cheers Dave. boys. Look after nice you. Later. Take All care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.